Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Welcome to episode 84, the show they never thought would last, Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. Uh, in studio with me today, Andy Rampernard. And phoning in from Florida, Phoning in. I'm not phoning in. Sorry. You liar. I am here. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. We'll be calling our guest here during the commercial break, Eric Bowles. I met him. Uh, really a terrific guy. Did a little time in the National Football League, actually. He's a wide receiver uh, for the Jets, and I think he also played for the Packers. We're going to be calling uh, Eric right while we're doing this exciting commercial announcement. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there, in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you wanna know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're gonna hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you wanna understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you gotta be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. I'm texting our guest right now who is not picking up his phone. We may have to call some audibles today. That's not a problem. I will be your special guest on Car Selling Secrets. Don't buy a $400,000 SUV. There. There's my car selling secret yeah. right there for you. Yeah, ignore all those right. really expensive vehicles Walzer sells in Wichita. They're terrible. <laughs> They're not 400 grand, are they? Yeah, well, they've got you know, some of the Porsches. Oh, yeah. Uh, the real rare ones. Really? Yeah, they, they cross that number. Do you remember? God, it was I didn't a, know God, that. I think it was a summer before last. We had a young guy on who uh, was just going to start his selling career down there, um, Alex. Do you remember he was in the studio? Yeah. Handsome, really, just a just a great guy. He is killing it down there. He's doing so well. Super happy. So that was really nice. That is a wonderful deal. There's yeah. no question about that. So what do you want to know about my car selling secret? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I didn't know you had one. I didn't know I did either, but, you know, since I'm the special guest today now. God, this has only happened twice in 84 episodes. Remember Mick Sterling forgot that yep. we were in the central time zone, even though he lives in, you know, the central time zone? It happens every so often. <laughs> I suppose it does. I suppose it does. I don't know. But, uh, no, that might, you might, that might be the case. You might be right about that. I, um... I got to tell you something. That Catherine and I were driving down the road, and Doug, I guess I'm asking you this, and Andy, you, you might know this as well. But we're driving down the road, and Catherine said, "You know, I I got to this point in my life now. I only like cars that are all white or all black." And I said, "Well, you notice that we have th three cars, and they're all black." Yeah, I don't know if you mm. noticed that or not. But I, what, what is it? Are black and white selling, are they the biggest selling cars, those colors, black uh, and white? I think, I haven't looked in a couple of years, but silver has been number one for quite, quite a while, about the last yeah, 10 years or so. Too. That's true. That's true. That makes total I sense. I like black cars, too. The only problem with them is that you really got to keep them clean and wax them once in a while because they do, you know, the clear coat gets scratched and then they look kind of kind of tough. Let's see, Automobile like Mag. Let's see, according to CarMax. Uh, number one, black. Number two, white. Number three, gray. Number four, silver. So well, I guess my yeah, information is so wrong. The whole grayscale uh, yeah, spectrum. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Doug the disaster. So I get to go I car shopping for my daughter. Her uh, 
brother totaled her Hyundai out just a week oh ago. Oh, my God. Oh it wasn't no. his fault. Some guy pulled in front of him out of a stop sign, didn't see him, and he T-boned him in about 40 or so. Oh. But he was fine. You know, it's the, just amazing how safe cars are now. It's You know, that would have been a pretty serious accident. That happened to my 15 cousin. 15 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, about, but, I think, 15 years ago, right? Yep. Dad? Yeah, I think that you're absolutely right. Yeah, that he got they got T-boned, uh, and he was in the hospital for a long time, and it, it caused some permanent damage. Yeah. So he's, yeah, cars yeah. have gotten a lot safer in just the past decade. Yes, Tiger Woods. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know how nobody knows how fast he was going. I guess they'll figure it out at some point. I've seen but, the picture of the car. It's probably pretty fast, yeah. I would say. And, you know, he got a little messed up, but he's, he's going to be he'll be fine. Be on the planet for quite some time. Absolute worst-case scenario, he will have to retire young with his mansions and his bags full of diamonds. Beautiful girlfriends. and What a tragedy. Beautiful, beautiful girlfriends and, you know, all that stuff. Poor Eldrick. Poor Eldrick indeed. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Poor Eldrick indeed. Um, as a matter of fact, the, 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 what I saw, a report... They think he was doing 80 miles an hour in a 45. Oh, oh, that's pretty bad. Down a hill, too. That's the problem. Yeah. It's very windy and it's very hilly, and he's doing 80. I don't, you know, I don't, somebody said that it was faked. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not fake. Faked? Yeah. Well, you know, there were people, there Why were conspiracy faked? theorists that thought the snow in, in Texas was fake, too. What? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That uh, that stems from oh, what they would do oh, is they God. would go outside and they would get a snowball and then they would hold a lighter up to it and it would there would be like black char marks on it and they would say, well, snow doesn't char, so obviously this isn't real snow. But what it actually oh, was was God. just improperly combusted butane, I think. Yeah. Butane is what they use in lighters, I, something I like that. Right. Yep. But yeah, it, it leaves black yep. marks on anything you touch it to because it's just it's basically soot. Yeah. But fake snow in Texas. Yep. <laughs> and this isn't the first it. time there was a fake snow uh, theory though. The, like in Virginia, I think a few years ago. I think people there, did the same thing. There must be a country where just people sit around and get hammered all day long and and make up stuff and see if they can get other people to believe it on the internet. I wonder. It's it yeah, can be it's the only explanation, right? I guess, yeah. That's that's the whole deal. I just I don't know. The whole idea is just bizarre to me. That's all I have to say. Well, it looks like our guest is a no show, so we're going to have like open mic day. Talk and text line is open five six one two two eight four zero six one. So if you have any questions for Andy or Tom, give us a call five six one two two eight four zero six one. Um, I talked to our buddy Moon the other day, who was excited and because he's wonderful. trying to get uh, on the Friday show here. But did you hear what happened? No. So you remember Grant. He's uh, the young guy that came yeah, in sure. studio Great with him. Guy. Yeah, and he does really uh, production over at Hubbard for, I think, My Talk and KS. And they've got him doing all three. You know, they let him go, and then they hired him back to do, all, to do more work. Anyway, oh, he was good. he was gonna record the first episode of uh, Moon's podcast that was gonna be broadcast Friday. He got rear-ended by a guy at fifty miles an hour, wound up in the hospital. Oh so he's God. okay. People are driving <laughs> like they're insane. Well, but the good news was it was snowing, so the guy couldn't stop. Ah, <laughs> uh, of course. So Moon's like, God, I just, I really want to get get going on this, and and I think once he gets. His uh, COVID vaccines, I, I think he's going to have the second one here soon. He might actually mm. come in on Fridays because that will change things around a little bit. But but then he plays the poor, miserable me card. He goes, I just, you know, we put it on the air on Tom's network. I, I just hope people will listen. I think everybody's <laughs> forgotten who I am. I said, you are such yeah, a yeah. baby. He is a baby. Yeah, nobody's going to forget who Moon was. Moon was the best afternoon guy in this market. With no doubt about it. Well, I think what's going to happen, and I and this was, uh, well, it remains to be seen, but I think a lot of his fans will spill over into the Tom Bernard network because they go, oh, Moon and Tom are friends. Maybe yep. I'll listen to Tom's show. And then well, I think a true. lot of your listeners will go, you know, he keeps talking about what a cool guy this Moon is. Maybe I ought to listen to him. So it'll be, hopefully he'll get, get it together in the next week or two so we can see what's going on. 
Yeah, I, so he still wants to do it, obviously. Oh yeah, no, but see, he was—he's leaning on Grant to do all the production, and when you get a yeah, serious car sure. accident, wind up in the hospital, that gets pushed back a little bit. So, but he is doing better. I mean, he's—I I think for him, it's been really hard because he's been really landlocked because he's super high risk. You know, he checks all the boxes of people mm-hmm. that need to avoid the virus. So, I think once he gets his second shot, he's, the world will look like a better place. That, and like you, he usually spends a fair amount of winter in Florida. and mm-hmm. Minnesota, it, the older you get, the longer these winters are. Good Lord. That's pretty much true. I'd have to agree with you on that one. It's pretty much true. I don't know. It, uh, no, I am excited for him to do that. And he's going to stick with it. He's going to try to get it done. No, so, so... Nobody was seriously hurt. Oh, so he, no. he is hurt, but not seriously yeah, hurt. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's that's what I understand. So, oh, he's a very nice kid, Grant. Very very nice guy. Uh, worked over worked for for Hubbard. Well, that's where he know yep. knows Moon from. Working for Hubbard. Yep. But yeah, I mean Moon. That's another thing. of Moon. I, you know, I've not met uh, any other members of his family, but his wife could not. You couldn't find a nicer person. God, how'd you like to be locked up in the house with him all day long? <laughs> Can you even imagine the horror? Gotta <laughs> talk to someone. Yeah. I, I suppose. I suppose that is true. You got to talk to somebody at some point. So I don't know what the hell to tell you here, but yeah, I don't know. So we'll. Uh, We'll get. We are working on Moon getting his own. He's gonna. We do Monday through Thursday. He would do the Friday show. Yep. And uh, yeah, I just think it's a great idea. Are you going to appear on a show once in a while? Well, if he asked me to, I don't. I don't know. It's, well, I assume he'll ask. Hopefully, you to, instead of just point, giving you the when he runs out of giving you the stiff arm when he runs out of good guests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's exactly right. There's no question about it. But um, no, I, I, I just like I said. I did get a chance to listen to him because, uh, you know, most morning shows, I've never heard most morning shows in Minnesota because I'm on in the morning. And matter of fact, our show be- begins before the others begin and ends after the others end. So I never get a chance to hear any of them. And every time I'm on vacation, I'm always out of town. So I don't get to hear them then either. Yeah. So, but Moon, I got to listen to when I'd be in my car or whatever and listening to him. He, he, hell of a talent, man. He's just such, hard an, to get around he says Very such an odd way of looking at things. When you, he, you know, he'll just come up with this off the wall non sequitur comment and then just run with it. It's like, how does your brain work? It's curious. No, the only other morning guy I listen to, and it's not very often, is uh, Dave Lee, and he, he, he's pulling the pin yeah. here in another month or so, I think. Yeah, he? April. He's done yep. in April. Yep. Wow. But another guy, I don't know him really well, but I've run into him a few times. Could not be a nicer guy. I'd love to get him on on this when you're back in town. I, he might actually do it. I'll reach out to him after he's oh, he do, yeah, retired. That. that would be really wouldn't be kind of fun. I don't know why he wouldn't do it. I think it'd be pretty much a given he'll do it, won't he? I would think so. I would think so too, pal. I, no, I'd love to be in in studio with Dave Lee. Last time I saw him was over at uh, Louis over there at. Uh, Cassetta's, you know, the, the oh, sure. restaurant upstairs from Cassetta. Yep. I ran into day. He just happened to be there the same time we were, and I didn't you know, spend a lot of time because I didn't want to, you know, disturb his dinner or whatever. But, yeah, he, Dave Lee's about it. I, to tell you the truth, there are a few pricks in radio in, in town, but not very many. Not even a few, probably. There's only probably a couple. You know, some of them have attitudes, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, because some people are still convinced that being on the radio makes you a star, which it doesn't. So yeah. We, you can let that go, okay? Yeah, that is that kind of funny sense. when people get that important about, well, really most yeah, jobs. I guess if you're on. a, you know, a pediatric uh, cancer researcher or you're doing real good for people, you can be a little proud of yourself. But for the most of us, we're just doing a job, right? Yes, that's yeah, 100% correct right there, ladies and gentlemen. 100, you're 100% right. So that's all it is. Just, uh, you know, I, there, I, I was trying to think of so, a couple of guys that have done radio in town that I've never met. I mean, I got to know Sushere really pretty well. Sushere's a great guy. I know I know Pat, but I don't know Pat anywhere near as well as I know Joe Sushere. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some other guys in town. Um 
You know, that damn John Hines, you know, that guy. That miserable prick, I never liked him. That's ah, miserable. I've known him since we were both, I think he was 22 and I was 23. I can't imagine what you felons must have been like back then. Oh, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> I can't imagine it was. <laughs> it was not pretty, but getting together with John, I got a matter of fact, uh, I have breakfast with him once in a while on a Saturday. He has a breakfast deal every Saturday with his buddies, and that's a great thing to do. But yeah, I'm, you know, thinking about that whole deal. You know, I know Chad Hartman, obviously, for a long time. Chad's always very, very pleasant to deal with. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. There's some. I don't really know a lot of people on KS95. I've met a couple of them, and they're, yeah. they're pleasant enough, too. I, I don't know. I don't have that problem. Like, oh, we're direct competitors. I can't. No, not really, because the format kind of dictates who your competitors are going to be. Don't you think? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, so everybody just calm down for crazy. Relax. Everything will be fine, right? Yeah. So I wonder what, what that's I'll, all you need I'll to know. reach out to him. I think he I know he'd be a great guest. It would be really interesting. When I used to do work with him, he'd always ask me questions about you. How's Tom doing and how's he doing with that really podcast nice. thing and blah 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 blah. And well, that's he nice is, to uh, hear. He can be a very very uh tongue in cheek, dry sense of humor, funny guy. Oh I, yeah, I, I don't think there's any question about of that. Of all the radio commercials I've ever done, I only got in trouble twice. One was the Lacey Underall skit that I wrote with uh, you and my wife doing like the bondage thing. That was probably I over love the that. Edge. It was I know. Funny. It was funny. Yeah, but it was only funny to a small, uh, small audience. I came back <laughs> and small Donna, who is yeah. now uh, Andrew's uh, executive uh, uh, assistant. I walked into the room and she looked at me and went, "Heard your ad this morning, dirty pirate hookers." I'm like, ooh, yeah, maybe it did go too far. Whoops. And the other one was with <laughs> Dave Lee, and uh, <clears throat> Edmonds had put out a study saying that eighty percent of people would rather give up sex than negotiate a car deal. So we turned that quite naturally turned that into an automotive ad. And I said, at the end of which, I said, Dave, you want to hear hear our uh, new slogan? He goes, Doug, I'd love to hear it. I said, don't give up sex, buy from Walzer. (laughs) I got in a lot of trouble. Yeah, that'll get it done. (laughs) That'll get it done, no problem. No problem at all. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's... uh, we could just line up. Oh, God, we got to take a break here. I oh, just we better. Up. Yeah, sorry we'll, about that. Yeah, we better take a break, man. We'll be right. Oh, wait a minute. It's your show. We'll be right back after this exciting announcement. Stay tuned. Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, a lot of people have heard us talk about community banking over the years. We've been doing these commercials. What makes working with a community bank so different for your customers? Our business banking customers honor us by sharing how we're able to help them on any new project how we were able to quickly get them the funding they need when others in town can't do it. We do it by taking the time to get to know our customers and the challenges they face. When your business banks with us, you are not just another account number. One thing I've always admired about North American Banking Company is how your team treats not only me, but my friends and family that bank with you so respectfully. Tommy, thanks for making me look good, like my team does. As you know, I have a face for radio. We yes, take you do. <laughs> We take pride in doing the right thing for all our customers and the communities we work and live. That's what we mean about being a community bank. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Dan Chesky is here from Dan Southside Marine to talk boats in February. 2021 is all about boat inventory or the lack thereof. Dan's has what you're looking for in the color and model you want. So get in and take advantage of the factory incentives and discounts February offers. Why should our listeners shop for a fishing boat at Dan Southside Marine? We have the latest models on display, like the new Revolution. It features rotational seating from Premier Marine and the new Lumacraft FSX crossover fish and ski. Both are getting tons of attention and grabbing sales from the competition. Dan Southside Marine is packed with pontoons from Avalon, Berkshire, and Premier with all the rebates and incentives we mentioned at the top. Get the family out this weekend and come see these amazing pontoons. And be sure to ask about custom-rigged Alumacraft fishing boats this weekend at Dan Southside Marine during our February open house. Dan Southside Marine, six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. 
We are do, 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 do. back, guest-free, <laughs> with Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. Talk and text line is open, 561-228-4061. So we were talking about car colors, and the reason that I was telling about the Hyundai Elantra that got totaled is I spent the week shopping for my daughter for a replacement car and wound up buying this lovely Chrysler 200, a used car from her Honda store, bright red. And my daughter, I have this habit too, I like to name things, which is annoys the crap out of my wife. I've never done that. <laughs> so we're driving around in this, and it's a bright red uh, 200. And I said, Ellie, what, what are you going to name the car? She goes, hmm, let's see. Clifford. Yeah. Clifford the Sounds big red car. Right. So. Clifford the car. Yeah. Okay. Well, that works. Works for me. Well, I got know, a problem with that. Did you ever watch Clifford the Big Red Dog? I bet Andy did. I had a teacher, I think my third grade teacher, who was named Mrs. Clifford. <laughs> and her whole theme was Clifford the Big Red Dog. So I'm very oh, familiar. God. Yeah. That was an okay TV show. I didn't mind watching that. I don't really remember anything about it. I just remember Clifford was a big red dog. When is Buddy Wishbone? Wish, was Wishbone in the same continuity? T-Bone, sorry. No, Wishbone oh, was the... Wishbone was the Jack Russell. That's right. Yep. Wishbone did the history pieces. Yes, he did, which I always liked because we what had What do you get? What? A dog that did history lessons. Yeah. Well, he would, like, go back and time and like he would go into history and be like oh look he'd it's be one of the musketeers yeah so exactly. a little jack russell terrier with a cape on it was yep. kind of cute it was, oh, it was for God. kids of course so was clifford a dope no clifford was okay clifford was a cartoon oh yes right but i mean was he a dopey dog though or is he a good dog? he, he looks kind dopey, of a big but... easy going he was yeah. a gentle giant of a dog yeah, he was literally a gentle giant i think oh, he was okay. like 10 feet okay. tall yeah no question about it. Yeah, you, never, um, you never had to watch morning kid cartoons because you were always working. Yeah, oh, he was always man. gone when those were playing. The one that I hated was Caillou. Oh, God, I hated I never. Wa- I was a little too old for Caillou. Never watched him. Talk what about is it. that? Well, it's a kid named Caillou and his mom and dad, and it, it would be the— I think it's if French. If you looked up— the definition of a snowflake family, it would be the Caillou family. They were just so overly sensitive and hand-wringing, and mm-hmm. the kid was just annoying. A just lot of people really him. hated Caillou because he was so whiny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a French-Canadian. Terrible show. So you miss, you did miss all that. You didn't miss much, i got to tell you, but there was always a couple there of good ones. There were some good ones were... out there. Arthur. Arthur was Arthur good was good. One. We liked Arthur. Yeah. My son was into Wallace you know, and Gromit for about a year. Wallace and, uh, we they liked were right. excellent. Right. Yeah, they, they were pretty good. We got Officer Dave on the phone. Officer Dave calling in to stir the pot, ladies and gentlemen. Always, always, always. Stick my big old arm in there and mix her up a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're supposed to use a spoon, but... Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, might not be a bad. That's all right. Uh, Arthur, I've got a good story for you, Andy, about Arthur. You'll enjoy this one. So my kids were five, three, and two when they had a little, uh, Arthur was going to be at the mall, Oh America, Uh and uh, do a little meet and greet thing there. We stood in line for, and it went out the Borders bookstore, around the whole entire atrium and down a hallway. So Cheryl took the kids to Legoland while we waited in line. She wasn't gone five minutes, and the line started to move. And I'm like, oh, for crying out loud. And I'm starting to get closer. I'm like, all right. Fortunately, the person behind me was wonderful. She said, I'll hold your spot. Go see if you can catch them. Got up there. The kids got to the door, got just in time got to the door and the kids freaked out and started crying. They hated that mask <laughs> thing. And I said, I, I was like, Aww. are you kidding me? We're not going to do this. So I'm finally, I'm like, one of you is going to see Arthur. I don't care. So I got the middle guy in my arm. He's balling up a storm and I'm standing there smiling next to Arthur. <laughs> You know, that happened to me when my son was, when he was two, he was huge into Elmo, and they had the Muppets or whatever at the at the uh, Target Center, so he 
coughed up the dough and got tickets and you know he's super excited and then they came out on stage and he gets quieter and quieter and then the seven foot tall cookie monster starts wandering oh. through the crowd wesley goes oh. right under my wife's chair and starts screaming so we wait about five minutes and i looked i said he's completely miserable he's not going to calm down there's no reason to stay mm -hmm. so i carried him out under my arm and you remember in the skyways to uh the target center there was always that old hippie that'd be playing for change and stuff yeah, oh, yeah banjo sure. and stuff yep i go by him he goes couldn't handle the cookie monster could he there's about 10 of them that get dragged out every show yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it just like it's that. a pr it's proof you never want to meet your heroes even if you're two because well, you're just going to be scared or disappointed. On the TV screen, the Cookie Monster, is, he's like he's small. He's like a toy. Right. You could pick him up. But then, yeah, in real life, it's yeah, this I mean, gigantic, hard, you know, hulking they, monster. It's a got little a, different. They have to be big enough that the, the people, the people in the fit in them, yep. $15 seats can see the, the, the Muppets oh, as well. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that makes I've, sense. And, yeah, and, Doug, I've named every vehicle I've ever owned. Oh, have you really? Good for you. Yep. Yep, so what do you call the, the Mustang? Way. Sally. It's kind of kind of cliche, but I, it was. It, oh, it it's fit. named after the song. I thought maybe you were cross-dressing when you were off duty. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, there you go. You would be. Boy, a, he'd be a good you'd look. You'd be a scary-looking woman, bud. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yep. God. The the. The Mustang is Sally, and the the pickup is Sherman after like a Sherman the tank. tank. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that makes yep. sense. I would have thought it would be yep. like the Avenger, you know, the, no, the Punisher, the Incredible, or something. Yeah, or that. Yep. There you go. Yeah, I've never way. named but, yeah. a single car or inanimate object. I just I don't yeah. Know. That's a, my wife has no interest in that either, and it's like. <laughs> Yeah, you know, what the heck. It, nope. just encourages, my it encourages us to do it more, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because we don't like to just push the button and mix it up a little bit, right? Yeah. So, yeah. My daughter does the yeah, same. She's named both of, both of her cars, so. I don't think I've ever named a car either. I'm thinking, I don't think so. I don't no, think I, I don't ever think, have. I don't think anyone in our family ever really did that. Uh oh, pull your pull your heater. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm sorry. I thought I turned that down enough; it wouldn't come through. Sorry about that. Shut the hell up, dispatch. <laughs> exactly. I'm on yes. a podcast. Good thing I'm busy doing a podcast. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. Like well, it's so it's Sally and what Sherman? Sherman. Sherman. Yep. Like the Sherman tanks. Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic! Doug, you ever name your cars? I've had a couple. You know, I, you know like. I'm on my second SLK. It's an old Mercedes, those small two-seat convertibles, and we seem to call those Speedy. That's the family name for those cars. Oh, okay. So right. I guess I've had a couple. I don't name everything. I, I did uh, just to mortify Sarah. We've got a little uh, Boston Whaler that we tow behind the big boat, and I started calling it Whaley the Whaler, and she's like, God, you're such oh, a moron. Oh, God. But it actually, I, I had a great idea for a cover band because of that. <clears throat> you could call a band called the Boston Whalers. It would be a bunch of white guys doing Bob Marley tunes with a Boston accent. Hmm. That'd go over <laughs> not great. A bad plan. I, well, That's not a, a bad plan. It'd be a great cover band for, you know, on the bar scene. Anyway. I would think so. <laughs> you have to put the band when on. I was, anyway. When I, was, when I was in grade school, I went to Catholic school, of course. St. Anne's over in Northside, St. Joseph's, then St. Anne's for a couple of years. And there was a rock band, and I think they did okay, but the name kind of might have held them back as far as breaking nationally because they were all Catholic boys. Mm -hmm. So the name of the band was Jonah and the Whalers. Mm -hmm. Get it? Yeah, of course. Well, there is, there's a, I get that one. There's yeah. a band still called Jonah and the Whales. Really? Yeah, they they're a Can't real the popular same. bar band, but I, I think Jonah, if I remember right, he's the drummer. He would be probably either side of fifty, I would bet. But super popular yeah. band. They're Jonah and the Whales. They yep. have their own website, Twin Cities Band. Yeah, they do a lot really? of corporate gigs and big bar gigs and stuff like. Well, of course they're not playing at all now, but it's a cover band. But they're really good, right. they're really tight. But but that wouldn't I have, that wouldn't the have original been, guy. I, 
Jonah is the guy that runs it, and I think it's the rest of the band kind of rotates because he's been together for so long. Oh, okay. It's, it's kind of like Johnny yeah. Holmes in the Traveling Fun Show, whereas he just goes from one great keyboard player to the mm-hmm. next. And people and of can course, usually... our band, Take Five, was our band. Sweet, you know, sweet name. I Paul, like it. Paul you know Desmond. Paul Desmond. Yeah, he's the guy that wrote it. Dave Nah, the, the sax player wrote it, though. Paul Desmond. Little oh, jazz I didn't know trivia. that. Yep. It's a great song. Yeah. Great song, as a matter of fact. Oh, what the hell? Oh, God, this is real nice. Joe just sent in, uh, sent in a, a message for you, Doug. Uh-oh. It says, from Joe in Louisville, Doug never went in for his CAT scan, did he? <laughs> well, actually... Not a head cat well, scan, but... And another MRI yep. just a couple of days ago. Oh, yeah. You know, I, if, for, for all the MRI technicians out there in the audience, don't keep asking us if we're claustrophobic or if this is going to bother you. Mm. Because it would never occur to us that this is claustrophobic <laughs> if you had mentioned it all the time. It is rather claustrophobic. It, but, you know, I was thinking about that because it is a kind of a weird feeling, but... Back in the 80s, before I'd go on winter vacations, I'd go to tanning booths for a week or so just so I wouldn't get fried when I got it to the sun. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot more room in an MRI machine than there is in a tanning bed when you think about it. That's true. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And nobody ever freaks out in a tanning bed. No. Well, Andy's uh, godfather, Andy and Alex's godfather, is six six and weighs about three twenty. How do you think he fits in an MRI? Probably. Well, they they have open sided ones. I think they do. Yeah, they do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do now. Yep. He probably he they probably fits in two MRIs, right, Tom? Yeah, that's probably about right. <laughs> about two MRIs. One for the top half, one for the bottom half. Yeah. The one I was in was, I think it must have been the original one. They called it Old Sparky. and Oh, man, oh. even with headphones on, it was deafening. It's loud as hell in yep. those things, yeah. So is that just magnets oh. that are spinning? Is that what that noise is? Uh, yes, there's magnets that are spinning. The whole idea, uh, the reason they're so expensive, actually, is because they're a... Uh, Superconducting electromagnets. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, they have yeah. liquid helium uh, inside of so them. So that's what the pumping is—is is the yes. helium. To... There's liquid helium lowering down, da- lowering them down to superconductive temperatures. And one thing about MRIs that a lot of people don't know is that they are always the magnets are always on. So if you go into the room with a magnetic, you know, like piece of metal, even if the MRI isn't being used, that metal is getting sucked right into the MRI. Hmm. And if you do something really stupid, like, say, push a metal cart into that room, it gets sucked into the MRI. They have to do something called quenching it, which means releasing all of that liquid helium into the atmosphere, which costs millions of dollars. And then they have to buy more and put that back in there. Wow. Yeah, so MRIs are pretty serious stuff. You want to be careful around those things. Well, I didn't move a muscle. Sir. We have to take another break, man. This is flying by. flying by. The show with no content. We'll be right back after yet another exciting announcement. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com because life is expensive enough. What's more important than reliable plumbing? Having someone you can rely on in case it ever needs attention. Hi, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Look, you don't want to mess around with leaks or shoddy installation or repair when it comes to plumbing. Sabre is the largest installer of Moen fixtures and Ream water heaters in Minnesota. They're dependable pros who get the job done right. So when plumbing happens, call Sabre or visit saberheating.com. 
Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. We're back with the final segment of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets Freeform Thursday. We got a, a question on the talk and text line while we were listening to those just riveting commercials. Uh, somebody asked if Costco sells cars. It's a kind of a complicated answer. They don't sell cars directly. Uh, under franchise law, you have to be a franchise dealer to do that. But mm -hmm. they do have a buying program. And this sounds arrogant, but it really sort of emulates... Uh, what Walzer does every day. So if you're a dealer and you want to participate in the Costco program, you have to agree to sell your inventory, your product at a set price. It's usually something in relation to invoice, 1% over, 1% under. Uh, and they've approached us going, yep, yeah, can you give us special deals for Costco members? It's like, no. Our everyday prices are great. doesn't matter if you're Paul Walzer or um, Tom Bernard or just some cock from Long Lake, uh, you get to pay the same amount. And but I but there are times when the manufacturers give Costco members uh, special rebates. We just went through this with GMC trucks, and we were signing up people in the dealership. You could get an extra thousand dollars from General Motors towards the purchase of a GMC uh, Sierra uh, if you were a Costco member. So we would just sign people up in the store, and they'd get an extra thousand bucks, and so. Mm. Kind of a long answer, but no, they don't directly sell cars, but they are somewhat in the car business as an a... intermediary? Yeah. So people that don't like to negotiate car deals, and most people don't, and their Costco members would, would go to Costco, their website that you have access to as a member, and you can get quotes from dealers. So that's how it works. All right. Well, this is me negotiating a price on a car. Okay, Doug, how much is it? There you go. That's me well, negotiating the, right there. Remember the big black cat? We were both like... Man, this seems kind of cheap. <laughs> I still don't know yeah, how Billy absolutely. found that car. I just... I don't either. Yep. I love that car, too, yep. by the way. Absolutely love that car. So it all worked out for me. More me now. That's, That's all I have to say, right? It's fine. No, it would, it's terrific. I do love... You know, knowing a car dealer is not a bad thing. No. I don't know if you know that or not. It, no, it is helpful. I could see that, absolutely. But, yeah, I just... It, like I said, it's so funny. Every one of my cars that I own is black. There's a, there's three cars that we own, and they're all black. They're all very, very comfortable cars. A guy yelled at me, by the way, down at, well, he didn't yell, but he looked at me like, you know, what the hell is your deal? Because I was standing there talking to him. This guy from New York, mm -hmm. as a matter of fact. And he, uh, uh, talking about this, that, and the other thing, and blah, 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 you know, the whole shooting match. And he, they pulled my car up to the valet and he goes, oh, my God, you drive a muscle car? This <laughs> was the Mustang. Oh, like, I don't know if it's a muscle car. I mean, I, yes, well, it's yeah, got a 5.0 in it. Is, it's, yeah, it is kind of, but I, it's, I, don't, I didn't get it because it was a muscle car. I'm going to go racing around town, man. You should have looked at <laughs> him and not said, my kind of deal it's here. your mom's. Yeah, it's your mother's car. Your oh. mama. Your, <laughs> no, Officer Dave's not going for it's your mama's car. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I don't think that's nah, a good probably idea. not. Do people probably not even use the term muscle? I haven't heard the term muscle car in. I haven't either. Probably 10, 15 years. It's still out there. Um, you know, Tom's Tom, your car's got a little more oomph than mine does. Um, you got a little bigger engine than I do, but you know, you get into those Hellcats and the. Um, in the Chargers and the Challengers and whatnot, they're still 100% muscle cars. Trust me. Yeah, some oh, of the, yeah, some really? of the, G, the GM stuff, the, what's the hot rod Corvette, is it the ZL1? I mean, look, it's 650 yep. horsepower in a 3,000-pound car. That's That, that would qualify. Apparently, the car specifically refers to a rear-wheel drive yep. with a large displacement V8. That's right. So I guess horsepower yeah. technically... I'm, I mean, you know, displacement and horsepower pretty much go hand in hand, but technically, it's, 
It's more about the size than the power. That's what she said. <laughs> I knew that was oh, coming. Sorry, it was just oh, right, right, oh, right in the door. Yep, it sure it's did. True. I saw that. It's true. Ford now on on their GT 500s are making they can make 808 horsepower out of a EcoBoost oh. six cylinder. Yeah, that's crazy, wow. isn't it? So it's like holy buckets! I got the wrong car for sure. Yeah, buy a GT. That's what are they? A, Two hundred yeah, grand. Well, they're probably one twenty-five or so. Let's see here. They're yeah. north of that. And, and Ford, got her. And, and Ford has to decide if they're willing to sell you one. If I remember right. I think that. Oh really? Yeah, well, that's 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 the GT, but the GT five hundred. Oh Doug, okay. Yeah, on yeah, the, yeah. On the Mustang. Yep. yep. We're talking so, about two different yeah. cars. Uh, yeah, because yep. the uh, the Ford GT. Uh, yeah, the 2021 GT uh, is probably going to start at 500,000. Whoa! So, but the GT Jesus. 500 is 70 grand, which is a little more reasonable. Oh, it's only 70? Wow. Crazy. Tom, borrow me 70 grand. Hey, Dave, you, you? Dave, you can go to part time. Yeah. Yeah! Yeah, 70. exactly. That might, happen sooner than, that might happen sooner than you think. <laughs> 760 horsepower. And very bad gas mileage, if you can believe it. Really? <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, the first Mustangs are hitting the street, the new electric ones, and it's funny that a lot of the car people are like, it's terrible, it's awful, blah, blah, blah. I think they're kind of cool, actually. It, it does not look like a Mustang at all. No, it looks like not a at all. Hot rod the uh, crossover. Yeah. But, they're, you know, depending on battery configuration, you can some of them are zero to sixty in like four seconds and they've got three or four hundred miles worth of range. That's pretty killer. That'll do That's it. Good. At two ten to three hundred battery only. They do not look like Mustangs, you're no. right. No, it looks like kind of a you tried to hot rod a CRV, which is kind yeah, of funny. Kinda. Yes. That's exactly what it looks you're absolutely right. That's exactly what it looks like. Mm-hmm. But on the car selling boards, they're like, These are terrible, they're never gonna sell. It's like, yeah, they're sold out for the year. Actually they've sold out most of next year's production <laughs> well, too. So Well, there you go, not, ladies. I think a really nice one is around fifty, which is I mean it's still fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, so, but there's but you can get a hot rod well, it'll be a bit can, more than that. Yeah. But, but that's the starting price of forty two eight yeah. is not terrible for an all-electric uh, car like that yeah, and of the, course a mustang average, to begin with average list price in the u.s is now a little just a hair over forty thousand dollars for everything sold is so, it yeah. wow really? doesn't mean people pay that but that's that's, that's window sticker but that's th- things have gone up quite a bit haven't they no kidding i remember Man. selling mazda b2000s the first time i went to walls are brand new Extended cab, two-wheel drive stick, and they were forty-nine ninety-five. <laughs> and they were pretty decent. They were pretty what good year trucks was too. This, though? That was eighty-six. Every, every once in a while, you see one floating around. Yeah. Still, I mean, yeah, it's like, what the heck? How is that thing held together? Well, adjusted for inflation, that's twelve thousand. Yeah. Which is still, like, yeah. There are no, there are no new car, no new cars today for twelve thousand dollars. No, but uh, no, no, no. If you took a new car and stripped everything that had been invented since nineteen eighty six, that's true. It would probably be about twelve thousand dollars. It probably wouldn't move. Yeah, because these, I mean, these cars were no <laughs> air conditioning. Yeah. Crank windows. There were no supercomputers. No airbags. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, there was nothing. If you, if a similar content, it probably, but even then, it probably wouldn't push them up that much. But well, probably not. No, but yeah, there's one thing about when people uh, talk about how expensive things are, and you know, why is it so much more expensive than it used to be? It's because everyone demands extreme luxury in everything. Yeah, that's right. Because like, like the car that uh, the uh, Honda that I'm driving right now, my mom's car. Uh, it's got a built-in wireless charger for my phone. Yep. You just put that on a shelf, and it charges your phone wirelessly. It's got the kind of cruise control that will automatically adjust its speed based on if What's someone in front, in front of, of you. Yep. Things that were just completely unheard of even 10 years ago, yeah. and they're going to be standard 10 years from now probably. The last Mercedes I had before this one was a 2009 CLK convertible, which was a... You know, that was a $60,000 car in 09. Oh. It still had a cassette player. 
Oh, yeah. I had Ooh. a cassette player yeah. until in the, our Durango, I think. I had a cassette player until like 2005, 2006. Yeah. Well, this was an 09, and it was a Mercedes. That you know, is interesting. You, you think is cutting technology, wow. but that's how much cars have changed in the last decade or so. They're One really thing amazing. I never had was an 8. I've never had an 8-track. You're not car. missing much. No, that's what I hear. <laughs> In my in my dad's truck, he put a eight track player thing in in it, kind of aftermarket one. You know, I had to find an adapter so that I could play a player because yep. I didn't have any decent eight tracks. You know, I couldn't play ACDC eight tracks. Couldn't find any of them. Well, here's a question and a per- potential niche for any car manufacturers listening: Are there any cars with built in uh, turntables? Well, there were 60 years there were, ago, yeah. and How, it just did not work. I was going to say, anytime you went over a pebble, that's right. Skip. Yeah, no, I think late 50s, early 60s, like Chrysler, and wow, probably really? all of them had them as an option. Nobody bought it because it was just a stupid idea. Well, I do remember the early CD players. Uh, the uh, if you jostled them even a little bit, yeah. th- those would skip too. They have, I remember anti-skip technology being like the cool new thing for a little bit there. So here's a, a trivia question. Who invented the 8-track player and why? The answer is Bill Lear to have uh, music to, that they could play in Learjets. In Learjets? Yep. Huh. I didn't know that. I had no it, idea that was true. Well, See? So the 8-track cool came that. before the cassette, yeah. right? Cassettes put 8-tracks yes. out of business. Yes, they did. And before 8-tracks, it was reel-to-reel. Yeah. Which obviously, you're not going to have not a reel-to-reel player in a jet. No. Right. That makes sense. Hmm. Now, the problem no, with 8-tracks, there were two problems with it. Remember when it was, the song would fade out before it switched. So it was really four stereo tracks. Yeah. And the head would move up and down. But in order to prevent them from blowing out the speakers, they'd always fade the the music down mm-hmm. while it switched tracks, and then it'd come back up. So it was really annoying if it was one of your favorite tunes. You'd get right in the middle of, you know, rock and roll by Led Zeppelin, and all of a sudden it'd just start fading out, and then it'd go click, and then it'd come back on. Oh, yeah. And the other thing is that You they, shook me. Yeah. And they'd get slack all the the tape would get loose all the time, and there was a trick yep. if you were good yep. at it where you pulled down really hard on one side to get it to spin, and if you were lucky, it, the tape would tighten up, and it would, it was uh, like a yo-yo. Yep. Now, if you weren't good at it, you just destroyed a five dollar a track. Well, cassettes were no better there. We destroyed so many. Yeah, cassettes. but you could rewind. You could, you could rewind, rewind those with a pencil. Those. Yeah. You could, but if the uh, if it got knotted or anything like that, yep. touched anything at all, it was ruined. Yep. Toss them. Magnetic tape, not so great. Kids these days with their fancy blue teeth. <laughs> yep. I do remember, though, like you were saying, I remember I was in Roy Matson's car, and he had an 8-track player in it. And we were listening to You Shook Me by Led Zeppelin, and it faded, changed tracks, and faded back in. I'm like, what is this piece of crap? Yeah, it's terrible. Was it a it hardware terrible. fade, or did they do that? Did they master it that way? They mastered them that way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. That's yeah, it was, it was not good. It was not pleasant, I will tell you that. Well, but uh, how else are you going to listen to music in your car at the time? That's true. Take what you can Don't get. Don't call radio, man. Well, I suppose, yes, radio. <laughs> Just listen to the radio. AM, three station. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, That's about up. it. God, Dougie, you're wrapping it up already, I man. I know, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's, yeah, it is unbelievable. So I'll have to dig up All another guest. We will not be on next week, right? Right. Next week we're you in Disney World, in Pally. No, nah, no, nah, it's okay. Yeah, I'll just stand outside the door in the hall. Where's, Anyone coming? Where's Andy? I don't think he likes <laughs> me anymore. Where's Andy? Andy didn't show up. Well, that has happened several yeah, times before do? where someone came over thinking that we were going to have a show, just standing outside the locked door waiting for me to come let him in. <laughs> I got to ask. I never uh, came. I got to ask Officer Dave a question before we break free. Out of car selling secrets, though, this is completely separate. Oh boy! Oh boy! What do you think? What do you think is going to go on starting on Monday with the Chauvin trial going on? Are you guys going to be working a little hard? Are you? Yeah. The the county, you know, Sheriff Hutch and and MPD, they put together a good plan. as far as what's going to happen, what they're going to allow, and what they're not going to allow. There are right. now fences going up around City Hall, around, um, and 
the courthouse. And if you do not have a reason to be there, a.k.a. you are not part of the trial, you are not getting in. Love um, it. That's very smart. And yeah, it's so they, you know, they've got SWAT teams ready to go, um, and I think they've been. The way I kind of the scuttlebutt I've heard is that they're working with the National Guard on planning and prepping and everything, kind of to keep keep crap uh, nice and quiet. That's that's my understanding. I personally will not. Wouldn't have to go mess with any of that, thank God. My little right. world out here is, you know, we're too small to send people for that. But. Hey, Tom, so, how, long yeah. do they think yes, the, how long do they think the trial's going to last? I talked to Michael Bryant on the air about that this morning, and it was like... <laughs> yeah, I fell asleep they during they the second really hour. Ah, <laughs> oh, here <laughs> we go. I'm deeply hurt. I'm That's sorry. all I have to say. So did he I'm have? A, did he have a guesstimate at how long? Is this a two-week trial? Is it a six-week deal? Or does, is it, didn't he even say? It all depends on which charges he thinks which charges are going to be brought. Because it's going to be manslaughter. Is it going to be second-degree murder? Is it going to be manslaughter and third-degree murder? He said it all depends. Okay. You know. Yeah. There's so, there's a lot of things I think that both sides are trying yet. Yep. Um, yep. to get worked through, and it's it's up to Cahill, and I don't believe that Cahill will ever try another case. I bet you he retires when he's done with this one. Really? You think so, huh? Yeah, I think so. That's kind of the scuttlebutt I'm here, and it's just, you know, once this one's done, he's done. He, he's got his time, and he's done his, his work. Right, so right. He's given his service. You know, good, good like for the guy it. if he can do it. So, yeah. No, I agree. But All right, Officer Dave and Doug, I'm handing it off to you to sign off on Car Selling Secrets. All right, thanks, everybody, for joining the Kowalser Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. We'll be back in two weeks with more fun. God, I wish I hadn't handed it off. How was that? <laughs>